Good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you today? Okay. Uh, so, I think we have uh, Edward joining us today. And also Yamei. Yamei. And uh, Lou, uh, Lou's iPhone. Uh, please turn on your webcam. Mm. All right, uh, let's get started from the last week's class. Uh, let me adjust the box so that you can full screen. Okay, I think we should be good. Let me adjust the zoom screen so it doesn't occupy the whole place. Okay, uh, let me share. All right, so we stopped here last week. Oh, uh, are you able to see the share screen? Can okay, so you stopped here uh, previously. 呃,是會命師菩提白佛言,世尊,必有眾生於未來世,文所,文所是法,生性心不,佛言,不,師菩提,眾生眾生者,如來說非眾生,是命眾生。那,so this the next, uh, set of verses. Uh, let's take a look at uh, my teacher's explanation. Uh, so uh, previously we went through the different aspects yeah, about the Buddha. And the last section was about the teachings that he gave. Um, how the ultimate reality itself is beyond words. So in that in terms of the in, in that sense then uh, in the, he, he, the Buddha didn't actually say anything in a sense. Yeah. But of course, he did say something. Right? Uh, he's, he gave um, a lot of teachings for 45 years. Um, but there's no, uh, there's no inherent teaching, so to speak, uh, that he is said to have... Uh, uh, uttered for the teachings point to a truth that is beyond words. So we continue from here, and this section um, is about what yeah, So this fifth section is about the uh, the the superiority, the the su supreme state. Of the of those who those who are believers, yeah, those in other words, those who hear this teaching and actually are able to uh, connect with the teachings with the truth. So let's take a look. Ting 
So earlier we, we talked about three bodies of the Buddha. Uh, so here talking about the, uh, in a way we can say retributive body. Yeah, Those who are <coughs> able to listen at that level, uh, that is very supreme, that is very high. Yeah. It's different from the manifestation body of the Buddha. Yeah. So previously we learned about the different uh, different aspects of the Buddha. Uh, like for example, uh, if we were to understand the the different levels in this way, you can say like for most people, we need uh, the written text. We need the spoken words for us to uh, listen to the teachings. Without which, we we don't know what is the Dhamma. Yeah. Any of you know the Dhamma without hearing about it or reading about it? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I I, I can't. <laughs> so, but um, when we learn more about the teachings, then we we may realize, at least conceptually, that as far as the as far as the uh, teachings is concerned, it is pointing to a reality that pervades our very existence. Right? It's all pervasive, and uh, even as we speak, yeah, it is present, isn't it? Now we learn about how uh, the the teaching goes that. All conditioned phenomena is uh, impermanent, is subject to change, subject to suffering, is empty, is not self, and is empty of any inherentness. Yeah. So, uh, but we, for most of us, without the words, we cannot see this. Yeah. Of course, now we can say that we can see, but we we haven't really seen, right? We're just, we can contemplate about it and so-called see through our contemplation. Yeah. In other words, it's our understanding of it. Um, but the, the reality is that it is truly like that. So for those who are uh, able to see the, the reality directly, then they are listening, they are so-called listening to the Buddha's teaching at a different level, right? Yeah. Without, with or without the Buddha speaking, they are in touch with the truth that the Buddha has attained and is alluding to through the teachings. So in a simple way, we can say that that's this difference. And compared to comparing the two groups, the latter that can see ultimate reality directly, of course, is more superior. Okay. So, So at this time, then Venerable Shibuti, uh, and here given an uh, an honorific Hui Ming. Yeah. So that describing Venerable Shibuti as uh, as the uh, as the uh, lifeline of wisdom. Yeah. That he embodies wisdom. Hui Ming Shibuti Bai Foyan. So he addressed the Buddha. So from the earlier section, after 
the teaching has been done uh, with respect to the retributive body yeah, uh, of the Buddha um, at that, that level of giving teachings. So at that point in time, then Venerable Shributi, he addressed the Buddha asking a question. Yeah. So my teacher explained this Hui Ming, So we usually think about, so this Ming, this word, uh, Ming, in English means life. Yeah. So this is wisdom. So when we, when we say uh, life, we usually think about the physical body, right? Uh, as far as our physical body is concerned, then uh, we can say, okay, if you live, live for 10 years, you have 10 years of lifespan. 100 years, you have 100 years of lifespan. Yeah. And as far as this physical body is concerned, uh, no matter what you do, after you die, then that's it. Yeah. Then you're reborn again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this physical body can be damaged by others. Yeah, others can you, you can get injured and then you die. Yeah, you suffer blood loss and you die. Hmm. Here is talking about a different kind of life. Yeah, is It's talking about the the wisdom life. Yeah, so it's not talking about the physical lifespan, physical life. But in a way, we can, if we use a uh, modern term, we can say spiritual life. Yeah. The lifespan, as far as your wisdom is concerned. Oh. So, yeah. so instead of looking at this body as the life, then you define your life in terms of wisdom. So, as far as uh, Unenlightened beings is concerned, our life or lifespan, there are two parts to it. So one section is a physical construct. The other part is the function of the mind. So if these two uh, work in harmony, work together, yeah, um, and it's not separated, then this is called life. Yeah, it is also called uh, is in other words your lifespan. Yeah. So so means Yeah, we like our lifespan. We like our life. Do you all like your life? Say yes. All of us treasure our life, huh? Isn't it? Mm. I've been sharing with students. One of our obstacles to our practice is our attachment to this body, which is basically the physical expression of our life. When we say we are concerned about this body, we can be concerned about certain things, such as its beauty, such as its uh, state, but ultimately, our care for the body is what is about whether it continues to persist. That means, are we alive or not? Yeah. So I have been sharing with different students yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday, I, I just shared with another student. 
Yeah, when we meditate and our leg is painful, our back is painful, <laughs> then what happens? We start to hesitate. Yeah? We start to be concerned. Consciously, unconsciously, we are concerned. We're concerned that, oh, yeah, this will injure us, this will hurt us. So what do we do? Then we move. Lah. Yeah, then we move. So I share in, in some retreats about how you think about it. Lah. So before the start of the sitting of your meditation session, your body is okay, right? You're very comfortable. You can you can if you want to stand, you stand, you want to walk, you want to walk, you want to sit down, you want to slouch, any any posture. Now, when you attend a retreat, now when you say, I want to meditate, I want to practice, then you see that cross-legged. Then over time, yeah, given the right conditions, then discomfort may arise. Yeah, I say may, because it depends on conditions. Yeah, it is not a definite that you sit, then you have pain. Yeah? So then now there's pain. Before that, there's no pain. Now there's pain. So if we move immediately, we're basically going back to square one, going back to the state where there's no pain. And in that process, do we get samadhi? Do we get concentration or do we get wisdom? If we don't get anything, we're just going back to square one. That's like you, you go out in search of a treasure, but because walking halfway, your leg is painful, so you just walk back and rest. So if you do that, then do you get any treasure? You don't get any treasure. So you can do that a hundred times, you are still still not getting any treasure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why in the Buddhist tradition, whenever there's any kind of sensation, be it uh, pleasant ones or unpleasant ones, we don't say that you cannot move, but we say uh, at least you must get to know get to know the the state, the bodily and mental state. Yeah. Get to know about it so that you you actually have some more uh, we can say maybe wisdom, yeah, or at least knowledge about how this body is or how our mind responds to bodily sensations. If not, then we just keep on going back and forth. So, uh, so from here we can see now this this describes us. Yeah, yeah. we love our life. Yeah, uh, we hope that our lifespan can be a bit longer. Now. Uh, as far as this statement is concerned, it is true for most people. Yeah, for most people, it's true, isn't it? Uh, especially when things are going well. When things are going well, we we hope that it will be longer. But sometimes, even when things are not going well, we also hope that it can be longer. Why? Because we hope that if it's longer, uh, we can turn our life around. <laughs> then it will be good again. Yeah. Uh, there are there are situations where some individuals are going through so much hardship, so much difficulties that they lose any hope of change. Yeah, and that's where they, they feel hopeless, helpless, and they feel like there's no way out. Yeah. 
But even then, we can perhaps consider that um, it is not that they don't want to leave, but rather they haven't found a way uh, of living that is um, amicable to them. Yeah, that is what they want. So if they have a choice to live in the way they want, they will probably still want to live. So, uh, so we love our life. Yeah, we like, we love our, it's what we, we love, we like. And we hope that our lifespan can be longer. So, how? Huh.但是修学佛法有成就的人所创造出来的新生命是什么呢? Yeah, so uh, earlier we talked about the unenlightened beings. So how about those who have uh, uh, who has practiced yeah, uh, the Buddha Dharma? Okay, uh, practice to the point where you have some level of accomplishment. So what about them? Yeah, so when you practice the Buddha Dharma, uh, initially there's no results. <laughs> you practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. uh, you learn a lot of Dharma, but maybe not so much difference. Yeah. When we say not much difference, what does it mean? It means that your life is still the same. In a sense that when something bad happened, you are still frustrated. When something good happened, you are elated. Yeah. And you want it to last. Yeah. The, the, the teachings of truth reveals to tell us that uh, things don't last simply because you want it to last. Yeah. It will last, it will last that much longer depending on conditions. And ultimately, at some point, it will cease to exist. Right. And even if you don't like it or like it, it, go, it goes the way of its condition. So even though we learn at the Dharma and we practice the Dharma, um, if we don't uh, realize this, uh, then we will still respond in the same way to agreeable or disagreeable circumstances. And in that way, then we say, this person has no accomplishment. Here it says, yeah. Here are talking about those who have accomplishment. So what about these people who have accomplishment? Yeah. So it said that these individuals who have reached levels of accomplishment as far as the cultivation, the practice of Buddha Dharma is concerned, they have um, uh, developed a new kind of life. A new kind of, in a sense, lifespan. Yeah. And what is it? Yeah. So then it's a new type. Yeah. A new type of life uh, that as far as the, the, what do you call it? As far as uh, the life is concerned, it is none other than the five factors of an enlightened being. What are they? Uh, the first three are what we are familiar with. Sila, Samadhi, Panya. Our 
the practice of precepts, yeah, uh, concentration, and wisdom. Then the next two is something uh, that may not be so uh, familiar for some of us, yeah, but it is part of that process. So once you have purified your sila, samadhi, and panya, then you have liberation and the knowledge of liberation. So this, this five type. Instead of the five aggregates, we have this five. So, so these five are what? They are without flow. So this is without outflow. So we have described this before. Uh, this is a metaphor where uh, it describes how, um, like, imagine there's a pill, and it, this pill uh, have holes. Yeah. Uh, if there's holes, then um, it can leak out defilements, or your merits can leak out. So either way, your you cannot uh, progress. And most importantly, when we say that you have. Uh, the holes in that uh, then there's outflow of uh, defilements leading to suffering uh, your low so here talking about low no outflow yeah so in other words this five doesn't lead to defilements doesn't lead to suffering yeah quite obviously yeah so uh, and they are purified. So of course, if it doesn't lead to defilements, then it is also purified. So it is the life or lifespan of the enlightened ones. So within these five, um, which is the foremost, uh, which is the head, in other words, uh, wisdom. Uh, as far as this five is concerned, show means like the head, yeah, the foremost. So which one is it? Wisdom. Again, it's wisdom. Yeah. And that's why we say this collection of five is the wisdom life. Yeah. In other words, that now instead of I then now instead of saying body and mind is your life, so it, now it says uh, the the pure or purified wisdom is that person's life. So this variable Shubhuti is named in yeah, is the honorific for him. Yeah, it's like that. Fan Fu Xiu Xue Fu Fa Shi, Chang Yao Bao Shi Nei Xing De Zhen Nian. Yeah. Unenlightened beings, when we are practicing the Buddha Dharma, uh, we need to frequently protect our mind yeah, uh, uh, as far as the right mindfulness is concerned. And here, right mindfulness uh, pertaining more towards the presence of mind. Yeah. That means, do you have mindfulness as far as the teaching is concerned, or and right view is concerned, do you stray away from this? Yeah. 
usually when we say mindfulness, we just usually th think in terms of awe. Uh, is your mind mindful of this, mindful of that? But in some contexts, when we say zhenyan, it is not simply just being mindful. Yeah, It's also, uh, in addition, are you mindful that your mind has strayed off from the teachings, from the right dharma, from the right way? Yeah. Otherwise, just being aware <laughs> itself doesn't do anything. Yeah, you think about it. Mm. Yeah, so, Chang要保持内心的正念,清净. Uh, yeah, so, right mindfulness, right freedom of mind, and also its purity. So, this is how, when we are unenlightened and we are learning Buddha Dharma, we need to do. We need to frequently do this. Yeah. So, although we are not enlightened, we are not having wisdom as our lifespan yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah. But we are going in that direction. Yeah. Towards embodying the five uh, factors as our life. So over here you see, so this is pertaining to how we have a lapse of mindfulness. Yeah. And here lapse of mindfulness is uh, pertaining to how Usually, usually we know, okay, uh, what is right view, what is wrong view. Usually we know. Usually we know what is wholesome, what is unwholesome. What can be done, what shouldn't be done. Yeah, we know. But when there's a lapse of mindfulness, yeah, for a moment, for a few moments, we forget. Yeah, yeah we forget. Why do we forget? Because we, of our habitual tendency, yeah, our ceasing. Yeah, habitual tendency. Our habitual tendency that is connecting with what? With defilements. Yeah. Do you, all, do you all find that you like your defilements? Do you all think so? Do you like defilements? Greed, hatred, and delusion. Yeah. Do you like to have greed, hatred, delusion? Say yes. <laughs> Nobody there to say yes. Huh? So the bottom answer is no. But why Sifu asks you to say yes? Yeah, why do I ask you to say yes? Because the truth is, we resonate strongly with defilements. <laughs> yeah. if, we if we don't resonate strongly with defilements, and instead we resonate strongly with purity, wholesome dharma already, yeah, then we would very quickly attain enlightenment. And we will find that when we encounter unpleasant, disagreeable circumstances, we don't become agitated. When we encounter uh, pleasant, agreeable circumstances, we don't have elation and desire and grief. Now, this is a very simple uh, uh, limits test yeah, to see whether we are uh, we, 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 we like our defilements or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So consciously we, we know, oh, defilement is not good. But uh, intuitively, uh, we actually like it. We actually like it. And so that's, what, that's why it's easy for us to have a lapse of mindfulness. Uh, but I don't say you all have easy, uh, have easy lapse of mindfulness. Uh, maybe you are 
good cultivator already. Uh, attend classes for so so many so for so long. Yeah. Uh, but if in case if you're like me, sometimes have a lapse, uh, then you do, you it, I want to tell you, uh, have a lapse book, you know, have a lapse of <laughs> then how yeah, no point crying you know the saying don't cry over skip milk. You have a lapse, have a lapse already. Try to do the next best thing. Do correction. Yeah, it's just like homework, ma. Just like when you're in school, right? You you take a, a test, yeah, or you do a homework. Then you do it wrongly, submit too late. Yeah, the teacher mark your your exercise, come back wrong. So you do corrections. So important thing is to do corrections and know what is wrong, and then make changes as much as we can, as much as we can. So, uh, so, 如果失掉正念,就是一般的繁复经济. So, if you have a lapse of mindfulness, then what is this? Uh,就是一般的繁复经济. Then this is the common, the common unenlightened state. So sometimes when we learn a lot of Dharma or we meditate very well, we sometimes may think, oh, I'm actually quite good. Maybe I'm enlightened, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we may have a bit of practice. Not much, uh, maybe a bit, or maybe a lot. Uh, so uh, if you are lucky, uh, if you're lucky, then someone managed to get you upset. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky, something goes against your way then you have a chance to realize ah you are not enlightened yet then you have the chance to realize that otherwise it's very difficult to realize otherwise you may think no i'm i'm quite okay what <laughs> uh, you may think wrongly so yeah but if you have the right mindfulness, you know what is right and wrong, you don't lose your awareness of the teaching. Yeah, you maintain your right view, you maintain your awareness whether your, your body, speech, and mind is in line with the teachings or not. Yeah, if you can do that, then what happens? Then that is the purified lifespan. Yeah, uh, of or verified life of a Buddha's disciple. So, Dan yeah, But even if you are able to maintain your mindfulness, maybe at that point in time, what happened? Uh, maybe you have not attained enlightenment yet. Yeah. In which case then, then you still cannot consider it to be the wisdom life. Yeah. So those who have attained the Sotapanna Sakatagami, the first two fruits of enlightenment, uh, they have wisdom. Uh, yeah. So but occasionally, yeah. Uh, may have a bit of falsehood discrimination, even for the first and second fruit. Why? Because they 
they have uh, removed the three lower factors. Yeah, the three lower factors are the wrong view of the self. Second is the uh, grasping or attachment to the wrong practices. Yeah, the practices that actually are futile, that are fruitless, but they are attached to that, thinking that that can lead to enlightenment. And then also the factor of uh, doubt. They have removed this three. And then second fruit, attenuate greed, hatred, delusion. Yeah, attenuate this three. But just attenuate. Yeah, so these two, uh, the first initial, first two initial state, although they also have wisdom, yeah, they have the wisdom to know that uh, the, the identity view, yeah, the view that there is a self, that view is wrong view. They know that it's wrong view. Yeah, they have removed it already. They don't just know that it's wrong view. We also know it's wrong view, but we still have that wrong view. Yeah, very subtle. Yeah, but they don't have that wrong view anymore. But they may occasionally still have the lapse of mindfulness. So, yeah, when you but all the way until you reach the fourth fruit, Arahant, then you don't have this kind of falsehood discrimination. His purified wisdom is persistent. Yeah, it, it, he don't lose it anymore. And that's why it's called the wisdom life. So you notice that in the teachings, uh, my teacher often uh, mentioned the first, second, third, and fourth fruit arahan. Yeah, uh, this is something quite uh, unique about my teacher. Although he's uh, usually we, we say oh Mahana uh, Master, right? So Mahana Master, but uh, uh, he's in a way quite unique because he oftentimes mentioned about the the four different stages of enlightenment. That is commonly seen to be part of the Shravakapa. But as by by now you would you should know yeah, from the different classes I've taught. Uh, when we say Mahayana, it should cover all the different uh, paths, yeah? not just Bodhisattva path. So, uh, so in reality, within this, it still includes the merits, the wholesome qualities of the precepts Concentration, wisdom, uh, thing, uh, eh? oh, here my teacher never include the wisdom. Uh. Yeah, why? Because in front keep on talking about wisdom. So my teacher is highlighting that actually it includes the remaining four. Yeah, the remaining four's merits and wholesome qualities. Uh, it includes uh, the precepts, concentration, uh, liberation, and knowledge of liberation. So although when we say the uh, wisdom life, uh, it actually comprises all five, not just wisdom as well. Oh. So this is meaning. So by calling uh, Venerable Shubhuti as wisdom life, 
Shibuti, it is actually praising Venerable Shibuti that he is someone uh, who is uh, who is complete with the merits of an arahant. Oh, this is this is quite important. We so when we talk about the Buddha Dhamma Sangha Gem, yeah, Buddha Gem Dhamma Gem Sangha Gem, yeah, you all know the triple gem, yeah, triple gem, yeah. That's the reason why it's called triple gem. Uh. Usually we say triple gem, then we just say Buddha Dhamma Sangha. So it is saying that the Buddha is like a gem, the Dhamma is like a gem, the Sangha is like a gem, yeah. In brief, it is saying that these three are of value and they are rare in this world. Yeah. Uh, just because you are rare doesn't make, make it valuable. Just because you are valuable may not be rare as well. But here it is saying that these three are precious, valuable, and rare. Yeah. So here, so here my teacher highlighted. Referring to Sangha as Sangha Gem. Yeah, so, and why? That is because uh, this category, the Sangha Gem, has what? Has the uh, Sila Samadhi Panya. In other words, the precepts, uh, concentration, and wisdom that is without outflow. In other words, it's fully purified. It doesn't have any more defilements uh, within. Yeah. So, 如果没有成就无漏的界定会,虽然是出家人,只可说生. Yeah. So, this part is important. Uh. 如果没有成就无漏的界定会, if, uh, if a person has not accomplished the uh, purified uh, Precepts, concentration, and wisdom—the threefold practice—that is without outflow. In other words, it's fully purified. So, 虽然是出家人, although it is a monastic, 只可说生, is only sangha. 不能称之为宝, cannot be considered gem. <laughs> That's why you see, we always say oh, sangha, sangha. Never dare to say sangha gem. <laughs> cannot anyhow say sangha gem. Yeah. Uh, although sometimes when we say triple gem, triple gem, then we say Buddha Dhamma Sangha, then it seems to include. Yeah. But the strict definition of this uh, triple gem is the, the Sangha is referring to the, the, the group of enlightened ones. And the group of enlightened ones includes lay people. Uh, very interesting, uh, Buddhism. Yeah. So, monastic is not like we atas, uh, <laughs> it's not like we, have, we are in an exclusive club. Then, wow, we have a special rights to what? All it, uh, it, in a way, we can say uh, being a monastic, it just indicates that you wish to put in full time effort in your cultivation. Yeah. Whether you are enlightened or not, it's not, it's not determinate on whether you are Sangha. Yeah. But of course, the very reason the Buddha instituted the, the community of, of uh, monks and nuns is because it is more conducive. Yeah, more conducive. Yeah. So, uh, but in the Buddha's time, 
uh, there were lay people who attained enlightenment. So, okay, in way, Zai Sasso, Xiang Xing Shili, Hai Dosu Shiro Fundia. Why? Why is it that monastics cannot, uh, is not simply equal to Sangha Jam? Why is it that Sangha is not simply equal to Sangha Jam? Because if you are not enlightened, then what happened? As far as the five aggregates, Sasso Xiang Xing Shi, form feelings perception mental formations and consciousness is concerned there is still but falsehood discrimination yeah. so you still have all kinds of funny thinking <laughs> and so does not qualify yeah it's insufficient to be uh to be called gem so just not come. Okay, so we are here in case you are lost. Yeah. So Venerable Shibuti asked this question. Addressing the Buddha, Sijun, world honored one. Bio Zong Sen Yu Wei Lai Shi. So uh, would would that be uh sentient beings? Yeah, in future, yeah. Having heard of this Dharma, the teaching of emptiness uh, in the Dharma Sutra, and would they give rise to faith? Would they have confidence, in other words, in such a teaching? So, so saying that the, the, uh, the, the Buddha in a state of the uh, complete, yeah, complete, uh, we can say also perfected body, yeah, complete retribution body, uh, giving teachings, yeah, giving teachings in the in the purified state of the Buddha's world. You know? So yeah, that it, while he's giving. Uh, teachings on the uh, immeasurable, boundless, uh, unfathomable Buddha Dharma, yeah. referring to this method, yeah. which is basically talking about the teachings that we have we have covered now. For so in future after the Buddha has entered Parinibbana, yeah, the uh, so in future, the people in the in the future, Ting Now they believe when they hear of this teaching? For Yan Shiputi So the Buddha replied. For Hueda Shiputi. The Buddha replied to Venerable Shiputi. Of course there are those who have such uh, faith. So as far as the complete retributive body Buddha is concerned, can also be known as the Dhamma body Buddha. Yeah. So So when the Dhamma body Buddha uh, gives teachings, what happened? So of course there are those Buddhisattva who is at the state of the Dhamma body as well. Yeah. 但他不是一般的凡夫众生, 
But those who are at this state, at the Dhamma body state, they are not ordinary sentient beings. Uh, earlier I mentioned right the different bodies, and there are those who are at the higher state, those who can already see the uh, the body of truth, the body of truth that the Buddha has attained to, ultimate reality. So that that is a high level, not ordinary folks. So unenlightened beings uh, are not able to see nor hear the uh, retributive body Buddha giving teachings. So only the only the Dhamma body Bodhisattva are able to see and hear the, the Dhamma body Buddha giving teachings. Yeah, and that's why there's this such a method. Fei Bu Zong Sen. Siran Ta Bu Si Fan Fu Zong Sen. Ye Chen Jiu Wu Lou De Gong De. So although he is not, um, uh, he is not the ordinary sentient beings. Yeah, it's not the unenlightened sentient beings. And on top of that, he has also attained the merits, the qualities of the uh, that is without outflow. That means it's purified now. But he's not complete yet. Yeah? In other words, have not attained Buddhahood. So, and so cannot be called Buddha. That's still not complete, incomplete yet. Yeah, more practices to be done. Uh, but that, that's with respect to the Buddha. Compared to us, it's very complete. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like if you compare A-level student with primary school, very complete really. <laughs> yeah. But compared to bachelor's degree, still incomplete. Bachelor's degree compared to master's, still incomplete. Masters compared to PhD still incomplete. Yeah. So, so Fei Bushi Fei Bushi Zhongsen, So uh and that's why it is not that they are not sentient beings, yeah, and that's why can still be considered sentient beings. Yeah. But how is this so? But so what is the reason? So the Buddha addressed the venerable Shibuti further. Sentient beings, sentient beings. So as far as the sentient beings that is traversing in this cyclical existence of birth and death, Altogether, we can say that there are two categories. So one category are the uh, common sentient beings, yeah, which are the unenlightened beings. So the other category are those who have already attained enlightenment. Yeah. And has accomplished the so accomplished the uh, enlightenment that is without outflow. So, and this second category, those who are enlightened, 
uh, without outflow can be further split into two categories. So what are they? 一类是还有这个臭皮囊的，啊，还有臭皮囊的。第二类是气舍的，气舍肉身，而成就法身的圣人。So two categories for the enlightened ones. Yeah, those who still have this physical body. Yeah, this physical body is given a very interesting name, 臭皮囊。You know what is 臭皮囊? Smelly skin bag. <laughs> literally, this is literally yeah, smelly skin bag. This is something that is uh, being described about our body. Our body consists of a smelly skin bag. Yeah. Our skin is like a is like a back mark that inside you put the bones la, the flesh la, the marrow la, yeah, the sinew la, and all the organs, you put everything inside. Yeah. Then it looks like a person. <laughs> so here it's saying uh, enlightened beings, first category, those still with this smelly skin back. In other words, still have the physical body. TLA. 气是气色肉身, so there's a second category of the enlightened beings who has who has already relinquished their physical body. But has uh, accomplished the Dharma body. Yeah. So these are the enlightened beings who have accomplished the Dharma body. So when we say qisa, relinquish. So it should be understood that um, this is as opposed to us. We still have this body because we are attached to it. The, those who are enlightened to a higher degree, they are no longer attached to this body. So they relinquish it. But it's not with aversion that they... they yeah? It's not that they have aversion towards the body, then they they relinquish it. It is that they remove attachment to it anymore. They don't grasp onto it and they don't identify with it. They see that this body is the way it is. So they no longer grasp onto it. So they, as a result, then this body don't arise. And instead, then they connect with what? The Dharma body. So Rulai Shuo Fei Zhong Shen. So the next stanza. The Tathagata speaks of the non-sentient being. Yeah, in other words, the emptiness of sentient beings. 现在听法生说法的这个人, So here we talked about the person who is listening to the Dharma Body Buddha giving teachings. What about him? 不是我和, for that matter, how about this person? 不是一般生死流转的众生, yeah. So rightly speaking, actually, let me correct myself. At this stage, there's no he or her. <laughs> because relinquish the physical body. Once you relinquish physical body, is there gender to talk about? No he, no, no her. Yeah? Can you understand? But initially, when we learn Dharma, then we feel like, oh, 
I'm a man, I'm a woman. Uh, then we fight for men's rights, human uh, women's rights. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's also important, huh? Because while we are still attached, we 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 want to make everybody happy. Uh, we, we hope everybody can be happy. Yeah. But if it's not purified inside, no matter how much of this you we do, we are still not happy. Yeah. We're not we're not suggesting that to promote inequality, okay? Buddhism doesn't support that also. Yeah. But if you would really want to attain enlightenment, we we cannot be attached to either one. Yeah. Ultimately, you have to transcend all, all the different uh, forms. So, uh, so, of course, this this sentiment, this person at this state is no longer uh, a common uh, sentient being that is traversing within this cyclical existence. And it's also not someone who has not relinquished uh, the smelly skin bag. And remember, not uh, it's not someone who has not yet relinquished means that he has relinquished. Relinquished right? actually is the attachment to it. Yeah, it's the identification to it. Yeah. So uh, is actually someone who has already accomplished, attained the Dharma body. So is named sentient being. So it's still named sentient being, but it's not the ordinary sentient being. It's simply labeled sentient being. So uh, someone who is able to listen to the Buddha Dharma at this high level, at the Dharma body level, this is a high level person. It's not ordinary level. So the next section, Shi Puti Pai Fo Yan, Si Zun, Fo De Anel Tolo Samel San Puti, Wei Wu Suo De Ye, Fo Yan, Ru Si Ru Si Shi Puti, Wo Yu Anel Tolo Samel San Puti, Nai Si Wu You Sao Fa Ke De, Si Ming Anel Tolo Samel San Puti, Fu Si Shi Puti Si Fa Ping De Wu You Gao Xia. 四名阿尿多罗三藐三菩提以无我无人无众生无受者修一切善法则得阿尿多罗三藐三菩提须菩提所言善法者如来说既非善法四名善法所以这是 so uh, next section the Dhamma Sutra text uh, I want to do a, a bit of a summary of what we have gone through today uh, so uh, a few things perhaps we can reflect on. Yeah. So earlier on we talked about how the 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 enlightened being is like versus us. Yeah. The enlightened beings they don't identify with the five aggregates as as who they are anymore. They don't identify with the body and mind as who they are. Whereas for us we still identify. 
Yeah, we still grasp onto this. Oh, this is me. It's so important. Yeah. Enlightened beings have another future. Uh, the initial stage, enlightened beings, first stage, second stage, they are they may still have a lapse of mindfulness. Yeah, the other hand, no more lapse of mindfulness. So we can ask ourselves: Do we have a lapse of mindfulness? Yeah. Do we resonate more with our greed, hatred, and delusion? Uh, if we have, uh, then we know, okay, we are still not enlightened. Then we, 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 we have to work on it. But not to beat yourself over it, but to know, okay, if I have a lapse, uh, then we know, we know that this is an area that we can work on. Yeah? So that's good news, isn't it? Now you don't have to go hunting for some high, high teacher, very powerful teacher to tell you, yeah, master, what should I practice? Every day you, your defamers is telling you. Yeah. Every day your defamers come and say, hey, hello, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So, but we go all over the world trying to look for a, a supreme teacher, for an enlightened teacher to tell us. But every day, everyone we meet, they are, they are helping us to understand. Yeah. You encounter this person, this person makes you angry. You encounter this person, this person uh, tempt you or, or you know share with you something, and then you oh you have oh, a lot of desire, desire for food, desire for shopping, desire for this and that. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe you you uh, you 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 learn Dharma, yeah, and then you have oh, a lot of pride in yourself. All these are sources, yeah, opportunities for us to, to identify uh, which are the places we need to work on. So don't have to uh, be sad about that also. Of course, we shouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> okay, so time is up. Yeah, so we will stop here. Do I have any questions? Oh, another student want to join in. Can you can join in? You can join in to do dedication. <laughs> any question? Anybody have any questions? Wait, when you have some questions? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yes. Can I ask? Um. Uh. The. The. Right. Like, oh, can I ask, is it in order? Wait, your video has, has stopped. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I think a bit unstable. Uh, okay. Okay, now. Can, okay. Uh, still, uh, so I, just now. I can hear your question. You're asking about, um, oh. about this, right? So you have, Xie,呃,戒定会,戒脱,戒脱之间。Right? Mm. So are you asking whether this is in sequence? Huh? Mm. Yes. Ah. So uh, the simple answer is yes. Yeah. We can say that this, this is a... Uh, as, as far as 1, 2, 3 is concerned, is one segment, then 4 and 5 is another segment. Oh. 
So we may practice, we, we have to make sure that our precepts is, is purified because it, it precepts purify our body and speech. Then concentration purify our mind as far as the greed and hatred is concerned. Then wisdom purify our view in terms of delusion. Yeah, so collectively then, once all this is purified, body, speech, mind, and our view, yeah, then uh, we, when we attain liberation, and after the moment after attaining liberation, then knowledge of liberation arises. Yeah. Number five is knowledge of liberation. That means after you attain enlightenment, the moment after that, then you know, ah, liberation has been attained. Uh, so it comes in that sequence. Uh, you don't have, it's not that you have knowledge of liberation, then you attain liberation. So, uh, sorry, Shuko. So I think I kind of understand, but not sure what's the thing with them. Uh, uh, Huiwen, your, your internet connection is very, uh, uh, maybe, can you try this? Okay. Can, you, can you try uh, stopping your video for a while and just ask, ask a question? Maybe it may improve the stream. Uh, okay. Uh, so the wisdom is to uh is for the liberation and then uh then we have the knowledge for liberation. Is uh my understanding correct? The the threefold practice precepts, uh, concentration and wisdom together is what enables us to be liberated. Can you, can you get this part? Yes. So then with liberation, thereafter, then knowledge of liberation arises in that person. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Shifu. Yeah, but I, I, I'm wondering what was your what was your thought before this? Like you have a question, I I merely um, clarified the sequence. Uh, but what what was your thought about this five before that that caused you to wonder whether they should be in sequence? Mm, because I heard of the first then um not the liberation and knowledge for liberation. So I wondered what difference between wisdom and knowledge for liberation. Uh, okay. Before you explain just now. Uh, okay. So, so is it clear now? Mm. Okay, good. Uh, yes. Yes, thank you, Shafiq. Okay. About the rest, everybody okay?
Everybody good? 师父,我可以问一点问题吗? 可以,亚梅 血托剑,好像是这样 西亚的是以智慧为所法身佛我们也不可能见到了我感觉这一讲好像我现在这个时代是在这个化身佛的时代对吗啊是我对这一讲的一点一点点的啊看这样呃先这边我要澄清一下哈嗯哼呃我用英语澄清哈那他们可以知道嗯可以吗可以啊so uh, 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 she's asking uh she she mentioned two things the first thing is that from the earlier set paragraphs um, she get an inspiration that um, that tells her that it is more important to seek the wisdom life uh, instead of uh, thinking how long we'll live, something like that. Huh? Then the second part, then she asks, um, but the second section here seems to be talking about the retributive body, the Dharma body, Buddha giving teachings. And she, she was quoting the segment saying that those sentient beings who are listening at that level, they are very high level, very supreme, and probably not at not her level. Yeah, not her level. So she's, she was clarifying whether, so as far as the teachings we hear now, should is not from this level. It's actually from the manifestation Buddha level, yeah, which is not wrong. Yeah. Then she further asked one part, which is that in which case then uh, currently the retributive body Buddha is not giving teachings. It's, that is not happening, right? So uh, I want to clarify, um, as far as the Dharma body Buddha giving teaching is concerned, uh, that is actually happening all the time. Uh, as far as that 
that that level of teaching is concerned, there's no party nibbana to talk about. Uh, whereas for manifestation body Buddha, there is uh, there's the process where the Buddha is born, then attain enlightenment, then give teachings, then parinibbana. Okay, no more teachings given, right? Uh, but as far as the Dhamma body Buddha is concerned, there's no is in perpetuity. So in <笑>那个法身佛 Fa 法身慧命的这个角度 希望这一天会到来，祝福大家。我也希望每个人可以这样过日子，真的，谢谢师傅，谢谢。Okay, so any other, uh, any other questions? Okay, so if not, we will uh wrap up for now. Okay.我们合掌微笑，愿消三障诸烦恼。愿消三障诸烦恼，愿得智慧真明了，愿得智慧真明了，不愿罪障悉消除，不愿罪障悉消除，世事常行菩萨道，世事常行菩萨道，阿弥陀佛，起立。